Hey there, this is Jim Wills, and you're listening to the Crave Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. Don't be afraid to try new things, and you can do whatever you want to do. If we're doing it right, music is the soundtrack to our lives. If you believe in yourself, we're believing in you. Finding success with music, I think it takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of sacrifice. The sole secret to success in the art world is to keep making art. Okay, this week on the podcast, we are in Madrid, Spain, and I am here with Felix, aka Spock Brior. Uh, he is a visual street artist from Madrid, and we are at the Incan Movement Studios that represent Spock. And uh, Spock, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. Welcome to Spain. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I usually start out the podcast with uh, talking about an inspiration, something that inspires artists. Uh, a lot of artists you know, are inspired by music, other art, other artists. Some people are inspired just by quotes or things that take their life. So I'm wondering what inspires you? As, as part of my name in Spanish is a brillo, that means a shine. So what I'm what I'm normally looking is for some kind of, of light or lightning or or something related to light or um, things like that. But basically, what I'm coming from is from graffiti. So even though I'm, in my art I'm not reflecting graffiti 100%, it's it's all it's everything coming from from the concept concept and and aesthetics. Okay. Of light? Light related to graffiti. Okay. Related to the graffiti. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into your story. Talk. Tell us about how you became an artist. Uh, well, first tell us the story about Spock. Spock yeah. is something that we know in America, you know, Spock from Star Trek. So yeah, yeah. tell us so the story of Spock. It is It is coming. My, my name is coming from Spock from Star Trek because <laughs> I, I, when I was a child and when I, had, when I was 11 years old, uh, I was looking for the TV series or the films or whatever, and then I, I liked the character, so I said, okay, I'm going to choose this name for my graffiti name. So from, from that point, it was in 89, I, I chose my name, and, I, and I've, I've been with this name for all these years. Is that, like here in Madrid or in the United States, a lot of artists, street artists, they'll have that as a tag, like their name as a tag when they, when they create the art? So is that sort of your signature that you started when you were young? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was my name, but it was a graffiti, like basic basic graffiti. But then when it turned into street art and things more more elevated, I kept using my name because why, why not? Sure. Because it was my name on graffiti, so I was doing things on the street, so it was the same for me. Okay. And it was my my name, my nickname. At the beginning, I was about to change it because it was, it didn't sound so serious. But then, as graffiti thing get bigger and bigger and bigger, and more people were using their graffiti names on their art, uh -huh. I said, okay, why not? Right, I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna keep it that way. And that's it. Well, you don't have pointy ears. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, tell us how. So you adopted the name Spock at eleven. Yeah. And tell us your journey as becoming a, an artist. Uh, when did you decide that that was a, something that you wanted to do as a career? Well, I think I haven't decided yet. Uh, <laughs> You're still trying to figure it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a hard way. Uh, I don't know. 
the thing is I, I studied fine arts when, when I had to, but on that time I was doing my, my hardest graffiti epoch. So I don't know, it was just because all my friends stopped doing graffiti at some point and mm-hmm. then I, I, see, I saw myself like, okay, I'm alone right now. What am I going to do? So I started to change my, the people I was gathering, gathering with and then they were a little bit more artistic than, than my previous ones. And okay. then everything started to turn a little bit into uh, something else. And then afterwards, this graffiti, uh, this street art thing grew up. Mm-hmm. And then I was with the flow. Okay. Did you study? You said you studied fine arts. Was that at yeah. university? Yeah. Where did you go to school? In Here in Madrid. Okay. Yeah. And how did you how did you transition from being just a graffiti artist to being like a paid street artist that actually gets paid to, to create the art? But actually, when I was uh, I started doing graffiti jobs like you know doing clubs or pa- painting shops and bars and things like that. When since I'm 14 years old, so I was doing a little bit of money from graffiti from the from the very beginning. Okay, and then everything was going side by side and growing up at the same time so i didn't i i haven't stopped doing graffiti okay so it's, it's still doing it not as often as i used to do it but so i'm basically doing both at the same time graffiti and graffiti and streeter and art okay and like visual art and visual yeah. arts okay yeah. so you can't you can see graffiti itself from from my art sometimes but sometimes I do graffiti with my old school friends, just, okay. just for the hell of it. Sure, sure. And I and looking at uh, your work online, I noticed that you have done street art all over the world. Well, that's yeah. I love to travel. Okay. So sometimes it's is is um is a good thing just to travel to do graffiti or or, or otherwise, like going to do graffiti and then see the things or or doing projects so sometimes i'm invited to do projects and then i go and then i sometimes go and ask to do some projects so i'm always traveling or on the need to travel okay do you uh do you know the term tagging is that a term that tagging tag yeah like if you tag yeah tag yeah. so like when we came in from the airport and drove drove in from the airport to to madrid along the highway there's oh, the big green yeah, fences yeah, and yeah. So all of the a lot of the signatures are all silver paint with black outline, and that's what we in the states would call tagging, which yeah, is like yeah, signatures like Spock, like you just paint your name. Yeah. Versus street art, which would be actual like a composition of either abstract or some some mm. picture type thing. Is that kind of the same in in Spain or in Madrid? Where no, it's the same. The problem with Madrid itself is that they this started to support street art like very 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 lately. Okay. And it's been a very not not streeter friendly city, mm-hmm. so that made graffiti grow. Okay. Because it's an opposition of 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 something. Right. Right. So, but it's been a classic thing from Madrid, like to to have everything tagged and bombed. Yeah. So it's part of our of our visual culture, I guess. <laughs> well, and we noticed last night, like when the shops close and they pull the metal gates the shutters, down, yeah. every shutters, all the shutters are tagged with graffiti or or paintings or whatnot. Yeah, we we started that thing on the nineties. In the nineties. Yeah. And what what's <laughs> nice though is that you don't have 
there is some graffiti, some tagging and things like that around, but it's not, it's not everywhere. Like in Greece, in Athens, there was graffiti everywhere. Yeah. And here it's, it was mostly on those shutters for the shops. Yeah. We had the same problem in the States. In Denver, there was a lot of graffiti, a lot of tagging and uh, Denver started to embrace street art. And we had say, I guess probably a similar thing where parts of Denver really embraced the street artists and to do paintings and murals and things like that. And, and the graffiti became less and less and less. And so now we have very little tagging or, or graffiti yeah, like it's that. It's definitely and, related. It's, it's as, as I said before, like this city was always against the street art because it's, it was really difficult right on like, like now to do a, a big wall mm -hmm. because of the government. They don't allow okay. projects to happen right? because right. they did say crazy things about it. Like, no, it's... Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like say it in Spanish. Kind of, <laughs> um, well, I'm not to Spanish right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a uh, regulations. Okay, sure. Regulations sure. they they already had from the previous government, so it's it's basically it's, it's impossible to do anything in the center of okay. the city. Okay. So and then that makes people going crazy and do whatever they can. Right. Right. What was your first job that you did overseas in a different city? In a different city? Yeah, do you remember? Like as, the, as a street artist? Yes, as a street oh, artist. So the, the new wave. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe it could be Barcelona. Could okay. be, yeah, okay. because it's closer. And, okay. And, well, but I don't remember. How did, long. how did you get to travel and do the street art? Was that through representation, like from... No, from the no, Incan no. movement, the, or at the beginning was all by my own. Okay, I guess by people that I, they have met in different. Because when we grow up, uh, some people started to do to do things. Like I was a, a painter, and some of my friends were uh, the the ones who make the paints come true. Okay, so you know I know a lot of people through traveling all my life to do graffiti, like simple graffiti. Sure. And then, since I knew a lot of people, some of them they started doing projects. So okay. they know you and they invite you. Oh right, right, okay. So just every, building the community, building community, but based on graffiti. Yeah. Because that was what I did on the nineties. Okay. Like when, when I was a teenager. Sure. They had more energy to go everywhere and explore. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think is when when you explore is when you get to know more people. Yeah. And make these these relationships that last on time the connections yeah for the uh graffiti that you have here in madrid i'm, I'm guessing that's all done illegally right like at night time yeah, of course yeah, yeah yeah have you ever been caught not really yeah maybe one or two times because i back in the days in the 90s when i was a real hard bomber I think I, I got very lucky. Yeah. And I never I never got busted. Like, Did you have to seriously. run? From yeah, the I ran sometimes. <laughs> ran sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then in the late fifteen years I haven't done it so much. So if I we have done some graffiti things, we were not not legal but not illegal places. Okay. Like, A place that they allowed to you to paint but sort of. Yeah. yeah. Or hidden some somewhere so it's not it's not a um, Big matter right right yeah we have a lot of places like that in denver a few places it's hmm. not really legal but the police don't really bother you if you yeah, paint that's, it, that's and it they kind of allow it Cause, certain areas because now when i want to do graffiti with, with my friends it's, it's more like to to share the moment mm -hmm. than than trying to get 
known by by my graffiti like that's past sure that's past sure what was the biggest project that you did or the most memorable project that you've done Oof, the biggest in, in in terms of 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 big of the my dimensions were is a it was a um a factory in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. It was one thousand six hundred meet, square meters. Okay. Like one one thousand six hundred. Okay, one thousand six hundred square meters. Square square meters. That's it. So that's a three thirty thirty five hundred square huge. feet. That yeah. was huge. huge. <laughs> that's that big. Was huge. Yeah, it's big. That space. was done in in the middle of the summertime <clears throat> in Barcelona, which is really 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 hot, and the surface was a metal metal thing, so it oh. was boiling. Yeah, yeah. And I had to paint it with with the spray but not spray cans like the spray on the machine like oh, the airbrush kind of animal, yeah, yeah, yeah. with animal okay and with the mask on and everything and long sleeves and super hard i think i almost died so <laughs> i'm glad you didn't you're yeah. still here <laughs> <laughs> i think that's my, my that was my my biggest and more memorable okay how long did it take you to paint that like 30 uh, 33 days 33 days wow yeah. yeah that was long yeah for sure for sure. How about the most fun piece of art that you've done? Well, most fun, I think, all the rest. Because every, <laughs> every, every time it's a different, it's a completely different thing. Especially when you go abroad and and you are with a different bunch of, of people, you know. Because mm-hmm. you go to a festival in Imagine, like in Italy or in or in Hong Kong, and then you bump into other people you already been with. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And other festivals, and then he says, "You you never know who are gonna be with." And right. And oh, oh, you again. So <laughs> I recognize you. That I is that you. is the most enjoyable part of the of this street uh, world that you travel around, and then you go to get to know more and more and more people, and then build a community. And you see again, you see them again, and it's like this kind of crazy friends you have that you, yeah. you don't you see only three or four times in your life but it's like very very tight sure because you have the same you're doing the same thing and, and you know and the same people and then the conversations are on the same scale but from different perspectives sure but you know each other and you know they know the rest of the people you know so it's kind of strange because these people you you have seen like three or four times and but they are like your friends because yeah. they know your friends right and you know their friends right and that's that's the that's the most valuable thing that I that I think. Have you done art in the United States before? Yeah, yeah, I've done some in in New York, in where is it? In Boston. Boston. As well, in LA. Okay. In Miami. Yeah, some some of them. I wish I could do more. And I'm gonna go to North Carolina in in October this year. Okay. To do a thing in there, so North yeah. Carolina, some like Raleigh, like. yeah, yeah, Raleigh, yeah, yeah. It's the ca- so capital. there are more new things coming. So cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this. What do you What do you like most about uh, being an artist? Just being being free. Being free. What being do you mean? Free. Like not to. Uh, I don't need to go to uh, to an office every yeah. day on the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So nine uh, nine to five. Nine to say, five. That's what we say in America. Oh, okay. nine to five job. Here is nine to eight. I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a little longer shifts. Oh, you have a siesta in the middle. Uh, no, not really. No. No. That's 
this is a topic like all the foreigners think about our culture, <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not really true. <laughs> not not for all. Not for all. Right. Right. Not for all. Right. It's, well, it, it is true for the ones who do, who doesn't work. Okay, they have this. They have the they full the full day siesta. <laughs> all day siesta. But then, for people who work, it's no, it's it's not even possible. Yeah. What do you like least about being an artist? There's no, no, no. no. You like it all. It's the best. Yeah. Of course. What's your favorite medium? You said you you've done spray paint and uh, and now you're working in visual art. What's your favorite to work with? Medium. Yeah, my favorite medium. Yeah, yeah. Anything, anything could be spray cans is my my first, but then uh, I'm doing the murals mm -hmm. with vinyl lately. Oh, okay. So I'm more happy right now using vinyls and rollers and brushes. Okay. And then maybe a a little bit of of spray can on top. But all the base of the murals I'm doing is, is all vinyl right now. So when you say vinyl, do you mean like it's a vinyl sheet that you... No, like, like um, I don't vinyl know paint? you call it. Vinyl paint. Like okay. the bucket. Vinyl oh, okay. Paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you call it? Yeah, it's the one that'd who... That'd be like house paint, maybe. Yeah, like the America. one you, you mix with, with water instead yeah, yeah. of, of uh, another... Some more acrylic. Yeah, acrylic vinyl. Acrylic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like um, in South America, they call it vinyl. Okay. Here, we call it plastic. Really? Yeah. So it's huge plastic in South America. is is vinyl. vinyl. So sometimes I use vinyl. I sure, sure. Yeah. So and because I'm I'm going to South America very often. Okay. So it's my favorite place. South America is. Yeah, the the whole thing. Why? Any, because it's in my my it's part of my culture somehow. Sure. It is it's in my same same language. Yeah, yeah. But with with different with different aspects. It's, it's even if you go to. Mexico or Argentina or Chile or there's many places to choose from and they are all different but fantastic. To yeah, go. and they know. are. You're right. They are kind of an extension of the Spanish culture. So it is well, not an extension, but we share a lot of things. Yeah, common language and but common language is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. <laughs> so in the states, yeah, when you say vinyl, I guess we call it acrylic, acrylic. in the states. I'm trying to figure out how you call it. It's well so in in the states when i hear vinyl i think vinyl, of yeah i think of like a plastic sheet yeah that's yeah pre-printed on right. and then it's glued to the wall or whatever yeah yeah right it's yeah. that's vinyl here here's the same vinyl i don't know oh. roller paint okay <laughs> where do you draw your inspiration from wolf my uh, but right right now I think it's it's gonna be internet. Really? Yeah. yeah Instagram or, or yeah, everywhere because I'm 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 using a lot of data right now. I'm I'm always on my phone checking checking out things and logs and images mm -hmm. all coming from 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 the internet more than more, more than real life. Yeah. So more than real life. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, because real life. To, to interact with real life, you're taking pictures or videos and then you watch it on your phone again. Right. And you share them and then sometimes you share it and then next, next time you see them are through Instagram with the filters or maybe not. But so now Instagram right now could be my, my biggest inspiration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram uh, or internet itself. Internet in general. Yeah. Like when you paint, you were talking about the wall that you painted in, in Barcelona. When you do have a concept going into it, like you knew, okay, this was going to be the size that I'm going to work on. 
how do you like figure out what you're going to paint? Yeah, that's that's a good thing. Cause a good one because what I normally do is imagine that I have a commission wall, and then I have a wall like this, like the big. Imagine it's super big, like five or seven stories. Mm -hmm. And then they ask me for a sketch. Okay. Because they want to see what I'm going to do. What you're going to do? Yeah. Basically, because my style is not as as um, for instance, Okuda that he's doing like a very specific kind of style, and you more or less you know what is gonna what he's gonna paint. Right. But when it comes to me. People that don't really know what I'm gonna do because I'm I switching my my styles just a little bit for people not to know what what I'm gonna do. So yeah. I do a sketch for the wall, but then whenever I go to the wall, I always change it. Oh really? Oh, like 95% <laughs> of the times. Yeah, like it's impossible for me to to do because then you get to the to the to the place, you see the atmosphere of the or maybe you. You ask people about the area or whatever, and they then start to tell to tell you things. And then everything changed, and I can I have to change. Right, sure. And I'm sure. always changing. On the very last moment, I do a different thing. Really, it's like 95% of the time. Have you ever had anybody that got upset about that? That you changed their from the sketch? No, because it's norm. It's normally for good. Yeah. So, some somehow, whenever I get to the place, I I get the ideas better. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, it's not like I'm gonna do whatever I want without, without showing. Right. Approval. So, yeah. So what I'm gonna, I always change that, which is on the very last moment. I say, okay, I'm gonna go do this, and people are always happy because it's normally a better idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned Akudo, who he works out of this uh, gallery mm. or the studio, and he's actually has a, a show in in Denver later mm. this year. Um, but you're right. He's once I started seeing his art. He has a very distinct style, hmm. kind of like a Banksy. You know, hmm. when you see a Banksy piece, you know that, oh, that's Banksy. And like seeing the Akudo, he has a similar style of color and the geometric shapes. And so we were walking here and noticed a mural. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, I think that's Akudo. It looks like his work. And, yeah, yeah, of course. But you, and you're right, I noticed going through the images on of your work, very different, a lot of very different Because styles. I'm a different kind of artist. So I'm not I'm not based on the repetition on the repetition of, of shapes and my style is always been changing mm -hmm. because I try to work conceptually rather okay. than based on the same patterns or images. Right, right. So I'm always I always I have to change. It's, it's impossible for me to to stay on the same position yeah. because I I get bored. Get bored. So the thing is, if you know my work. If you know me or if you know my work from long, then you can see the resembles on, on, on different pieces. So you you you, you will know that it's, it's me, uh -huh. but you have to know me. Okay. So what you're saying is I don't know your work well enough. Yet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but it's not, for, it's not you. Like it's, it's, it's for everyone. Yeah, like, yeah. Then because I, I always have this conversation with people and they say, no, but your style is quite similar every, every time. And I say, you think so? Because sometimes with people that really know my, my style or they are really into my style. I see similarities, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they they look for them. They look for the for the there's an extra layer I do on every piece. I do like the final layer is a very unique part of my work. Okay. But it's very subtle. It's what? Subtle. Sub um subtle. I don't know how subtle, subtle. Subtle, 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 sorry, subtle. 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 No, that's okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> subtle, subtle. <laughs> My Spanish is very, very small. Poquito. 
Sarro. Okay. I was I was I was actually trying to say it in English, but I I was taking the word and trying to pronounce it as I as I read it. Right. Right. No, that's Which okay. Is not good. What is that layer that you what you said? What is that? It's related piece? to the Briller thing. The shine. The it's some light. kind of little shines everywhere. Okay. So um, some certain light dots okay. that I do everywhere. Okay. And I noticed a piece when we first got here before we started the interview, a three-dimensional visual art piece that you did with light, with like a neon oh, with the neons, light. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's a new style that you're that's working a, with? That's new style, yeah. That's coming from... That is a interesting, an interesting concept behind it. It is the, the neon lights. I take them from, from the streets. You know these abandoned places? They're... Mm -hmm. All old school signs they have maybe they've been around them for ten years. Okay. So whatever I, I take those neon lights they are not using anymore, mm -hmm. and then I I do this other composition. So okay. Have you ever had this conversation from when a street artist do his style on the gallery is not street art anymore? Yeah. Well, have you ever have you heard that conversation? I've I we I've never talked to an artist about it, but I have heard people say that once it's in a gallery, it's no longer street art. Yeah. yeah. So my point on on that piece is to work on the opposite. So I took a letter that was already on the street, which is the neon light, which it wasn't working, uh -huh. and I make light, I make it lighted. Okay. On the gallery. Okay. So it's a it's a piece that is coming straight from the street, and it's a letter, and what I do is I resemble these shapes in a shape of a letter. Ah, okay. So if, I take, if I'm taking an R, what I'm doing there is an R, and then, so it's a double R. The neon and the rest of the shapes are another R. Oh, okay. So basically okay. what I'm doing is doing graffiti from the street on the gallery that is art. Oh, that's great. So that's, it's, great that's the concept. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's and, great. and it's so much fun to do them. What do you think about the uh, the impermanence of street art? In that I love it. That it's there for a period of time and then eventually painted over. That's and... the best of it. Yeah, why is that? Because it's always been like this. Yeah. And it should be it should be like that. Okay. So preserving pieces on the street like more than like, it doesn't make sense. Especially because people do these huge walls in, in a matter of, of three, four days. Because they're like a company, or maybe they come in with six different people and then do a huge piece, like nine or twenty stories in mm -hmm. one week. Bam. Right. It shouldn't last. It's, it's it's made too too quick. Right. So it shouldn't it shouldn't last. Right. Right. Because right. It's, you know nobody takes care of, of doing like things properly. Like they they do it because we are living in a society that which is too fast for everything. So mm -hmm. it should be very fast in fading away. So I'm I'm happy with this. You're okay with that, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I had seen. I remember reading an article. We were talking about Banksy that he had painted on a side of a building that was uh, going to be demolished, mm -hmm. and so somebody took that section of the wall that he had painted on it and they they removed it and put it into a gallery, yeah, and kept it. And like this is now it's because he's no, but that's become, okay because you're 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 you took it from the street, okay. So he's not on the street anymore, so it could last. Okay. Because you're putting it on, on somewhere else, like right. in a museum or whatever. Right. So that's, that is okay. That's okay. That's okay for me, at least. <laughs> that's okay. So the, the, the one in Barcelona that you painted that took a month to paint, how long? But that was a commission. Right. Actually, how long would that stay? Would they keep that? I for... think it's not anymore. 
because it, it was for maybe seven years or something. Okay. But it was starting to fade in a way because of the sun. It's sure. impossible to keep paint on the walls. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that is that nobody's doing. Like nobody's is protecting walls. There's so no restoration for street art. Everything is gonna be fading away in, yeah. in a matter of five, ten years, yeah. max, maximum. Yeah. Depends on where where you painted or nobody nobody add the extra coat for protection. Protected. Nobody does that. No. And spray cans last for three four years maximum. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is to to be fading away. It's gonna be. In 10 years' time, it's going to be like a million walls fading away at the same time. <laughs> They'll need a lot of artists to paint, repaint those walls. I think that is going to maybe happen or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it's this this thing starts to fade away as, as well, like the, the whole thing of street art. The street art culture? Yeah. Well, I, do you, so. I was going to say, do you see it expanding still? I mean, you're still getting work it, and commissions around the world. Yeah, right? it is expanding still. But it will at some point, it will contract get no it will be yeah once the uh it'll become sort of out of favor like people get bored of it or, or whatever and they'll move I on think to right now else. people are already bored like no nobody's is impressed right now for a big for a big building painted like they see oh it's nice next really yeah. right now it's happening yeah because it's, it's everywhere it's massive it's like everybody's painting super amazing murals so it should it should have to evolve yeah, into a new thing. It's not happening right now, as I see, but it will. But you know, you sure. think it will, yeah. Yeah, it will. Actually, now is it is a a new thing, which is back in the days it was only people coming from graffiti who mm -hmm. did street art, and then now most of the murals done are from painters, like more and traditional. Even, yeah, the painters. Yeah, it's changing a little bit. Yeah. I think you see the caliber, the quality get higher and higher. Yeah. And so a graffiti artist or a street art, uh, like who started a graffiti artist, they may be really good, but may never have been like you were university trained in fine art. So then you get no, but everything everything is mixed up. So it's people doing graffiti then started doing different kind of style and and they are as good as as the others. But the thing is, like lately, more and more people from the like the normal arts are doing super big balls. Yeah. And then I don't know what is going to be the next step. Don't know exactly. Yeah. That that happens. I think that's kind of happening maybe even in Denver as well, where the street art is everywhere. And we have a couple, we have, Denver has a lot of art districts, hmm. uh, specific art districts with gallery, like specific areas with galleries. And there's one area that every year we have an event called the Colorado Crush and they close the alleyways and allow painters to come in and paint the alleyways between hmm. the buildings. Hmm. And, um, do these, and it's new every year. So they come in and they paint and it's there. And then the next year they paint over it and start again. And, yeah, there's a, um, a lot of people doing right now, street art right now in the world. Like yeah. super big thing. Yeah. But still not in Madrid. Not in Madrid. To, not in Madrid. So there's yeah, there's some to, here. It's just some, just a little. It will change, I, I guess. But it's, it's just a little. You, you're gonna be, it's going to be difficult for you to see any street art piece in Madrid. Yeah. It's really difficult. Some in certain neighborhoods in La Papies, mm -hmm. you could maybe see five to ten pieces, like big walls, I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not too much. We'll have to check that out. I'll make sure to mm -hmm. get some places to go from oh, here. Yeah, sure. What do you hope to give to the world as an artist? 
like your legacy? My legacy to the world? Sure. That's too big for me. <laughs> That's too big? Yeah. <laughs> um, no legacy. No legacy? No legacy to the world. Well, just, no. just the paint and... I'm going to keep on painting, but not for the world. It's just it's as a selfish thing. It's, it's, it's just for me. For you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you inspired by other artists? Yeah, sure. Many, many. Are there a couple that come to mind that you, that you follow? The ones, the ones I follow because they are my friends and they are really close to me and the, the, the ones who are more famous from Spain and, and they are one of the best uh, all around. It could be one Okuda, obviously, and okay. Felipe Pantone. Felipe Pantone? Pantone. And you know, he's painted in Denver, I think. Okay. What is he? What style is? Is he a street artist? He's a street artist, a graffiti artist, and uh, you have to check you know, later. We yeah. there's some some more like Aris from Barcelona, uh, Daniel Muñoz, the the other artist represented. By okay. Him. Yeah. So all my friends are more because there's a lot of people doing an ama amazing styles. Eh? So yeah, I'm I'm more with this street art community. This is where I follow more, more. But then now, more, I'm more follow different people from di with different styles, different from from street art and these kind of styles. So this is a massive amount of people that that I follow. Like I follow one thousand three three hundred wow. people, and so mostly artists. I'm sure. No, yeah. all of them. All of them are artists. All of them are artists. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and it's, it's keep on, it's growing up every 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 week. I follow more yeah because i'm i'm finding more and more i need to find so it's now nowadays it's very difficult it's very difficult to focus on one on one or or two artists that's because the inspiration is coming from so many many places from everywhere yeah, yeah yeah and do you think that that's why you're changing your style now just because you're getting more and more inspired to to do other other work Maybe, maybe I should stop looking for other people and, and get focused on mine. <laughs> well, you, talk, we you talked about the inspiration from the internet. Do you think there's a point where it's just, it's like too much? Where you're like, well, I'm, I can't. I'm overwhelmed right now yeah. with this. I, some, some weeks I'm, I'm just, I can't, I can't keep on, on looking at the, on the phone and I leave it at home for, for a day or something like that because sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much information, too much input everywhere. Like, <laughs> well, I think that's a, a problem, not just in the art world, but just all over, because it's the whole world is accessible in the palm of our hand. Yeah, and so uh, it it can be very overwhelming sometimes. So. Yeah, but uh, but it'd be so rich at the same time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, I don't know where's the balance. Leave your phone at home once in a while. <laughs> no, but then you get the phone and you. You take your double, double messer. Right, right, right. I don't know. What's uh, what do you have coming up? What's your ne next big project? We'll see. Big, big projects. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be expanding this neon neon style thing because I've done like six only six pieces of, okay. of that. So I need to do more because it's on the beginning. So sure. I, I need to push it to another level. Okay. I don't know. I don't know exactly where it is that level, but I need to find it. Okay. Um, and yeah, maybe they they're we are planning to do more galleries in in United States. Mm -hmm. That will be great. Okay. To expand. Yeah, yeah. We we'll have to let me know so that way we can. Yeah, that will be great. That will do. Will be great. But meanwhile, I'm gonna start doing that thing. Like 
doing new pieces with the neon, neon style. Do you do, like you're doing the neon pieces, and uh, you said you did six pieces so far. When you do things for a gallery like that, or, or you're working on a new concept, do you normally do a series of, of several pieces? Yeah, my all, all my, my solo shows, they were like three different series, completely different series at, at the same time. I really like to, I, I don't like to do like a, a, a gallery show with all paintings, even if they are the same same series. So I need to do at least three different paints, and then the neon style, and then a third thing, Okay. which could be anything. So what I'm looking for on, you know, on an exhibition is that you come in and then you, you might think that it's, it's not all from the same person. Right, different artists, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what I'm, I'm not always looking for and on the exhibitions because it's more rich for, for the eye and it's like people going from places to places. And so sometimes when I, when I go to exhibitions, I, I look for the, for the works from the, from the street and then I say, okay, it's done. I, I've seen it. I've seen everything on, right. one, on one go. Right, right, sure. So I'm trying to to go far away from that. So okay, yeah. We, if I could do like five style, five different styles, more than, than three, it would be better. Yeah. We were uh, we went to Santorini um, a couple of years ago and met this artist. And in his gallery, he had all these beautiful paintings of Santorini and Greece inspired paintings. Mm, yeah. And they had bronze sculptures everywhere and it looked completely different, but it was, he was the same artist. So he does bronze sculptures and he does paintings and the styles are really, really different. And mm. so, yeah, I thought, I thought it was two different artists. And so that was his thing too. Like I, I need to have different. So we, I, he personally said that, so he wouldn't get bored, you know? So he, that's exactly what I, what I think. Yeah. yeah. So you've, and I like how you said you do different styles that way. If we go see your exhibition, even though it's all Spock, it's a little different here and here and here, and mm -hmm. it looks like different artists. I think that makes it visually more appealing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And interesting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that I'm doing that on purpose. Is that that I'm starting doing maybe a series, and then I get bored of doing this series in three or four canvases, and I say, oh, and I need to do a different thing, and then I do a completely different approach for a painting or the concept is different and so I'm always changing from point to point and yeah and this this next exhibition that I have to do, do two pieces I'm, I'm right now thinking that I'm gonna do I'm not gonna paint I'm gonna do the neon the neon thing once again okay but then you with then with a new with a completely new approach Different yeah, approach different yeah. okay cool we'll look forward to or maybe that. I mixed it up or maybe I'm gonna do like <laughs> shapes a painted shapes all hung with mixed with neons uh, who knows this is this is spock working out his artistic brain right here on the podcast let me ask you what do you think holds people back from becoming an, an artist like yourself like a professional full-time artist what what keeps people from doing that well i think um the most important thing to be an artist is to actually to 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 be to be an artist like and to be a, allowed to be an artist to be allowed to be an artist yeah what do you mean by that in terms of of, of money if if you have no permission like if you are founded it's easier to be an artist so yeah. if you have to work from nine to five in a like a normal on a normal job uh -huh. I think it's impossible to be an artist yeah or you have to be very 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 pushy 
or very focused on doing because it's impossible so it, it needs it needs to be a full-time task yeah how, how does a young person or how does a young a, a young artist do that transition to become funded do you think uh, that's how the, did it happen the to biggest, you? <laughs> the biggest question yeah for me was because i was doing these graffiti jobs at the, from the beginning so i had money just little money but the money enough enough to, money in, like you know this kind of uh, doing uh, shatters of the shop, uh -huh. like doing um, a logo or things like that. So I've done many, many of those okay. all my life. Okay. And so that was my, my funds coming from. So I was always painting. So it took me just a little time and it got more money than, than you expected. So doing that for on a daily basis made, made me have time to be an artist. Okay. So for, for, other people is different so maybe they have these scholarships or they or they are funded by some kind of rich family they sure patron see yeah, yeah. like a classic style yeah uh, but it's, it's a basic thing to be founded so it's impossible to be an artist if you have to work right the, the in america we call it the starving artist starving artist yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is not a good way to be an artist i don't know it's, it's not it's not a good it's it takes longer yeah. i guess yeah it happens, but it's, it takes longer. How did you get representation by the Incan movement? They basically we started working together since like 2003, maybe, mm -hmm. because we are friends the, from the very beginning. Okay. Since we were children. Yeah. Uh, very very. Oh, you've known these guys for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were growing up at the same time, like parallel. Yeah. In on well, and I don't think that that's the friend. I mean, the friendship was your connection, I guess. But your work is definitely good enough. So you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're not gonna represent you just because you're our friend. Ah, no, no, of course not. I'm, got... I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I was, like, I was saying that they were doing this kind of artist, artistic projects, and we were doing art at the same time. And so at some point we collaborate, and move together. We we collaborate like from the very beginning. Okay. But then they are more focused now on, on artist representation and they say we we should work together. And I say, oh, why not? Yeah, sure, sure. What advice would you give to yourself? Like think back to to young Felix, young Spock, uh, going to university. What advice would you give to yourself if you were able to go back and spend a few minutes with young yeah, I will show the pictures that I'm doing now. Okay, let's do this, but 20 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, exactly this. Like, do this. You, you can, come on, you can do it. You can I, do know, this. I know you can do it. <laughs> I, 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 I used to paint well, very, but I didn't know how, what to do. So, I'm obviously, and now I'm more closer to what I really, what I, what I, my mind, to, to what I really want to do. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would say exactly exactly the same things I'm doing now. So to you would show them and say, do this, do this, do this. And Don't be afraid and see what happens. <laughs> Can you imagine twenty years yeah. later? Yeah, for sure. Of developing. Well, I think that's the problem of uh, we sometimes have a new. But the problem is if if I if I could come come back to my twenties, I would do ex everything exactly the same. I've done it. Yeah, you would. Yeah, for not, sure. Not change a thing. No, I think you, I would I would say that I would do things like but double, just more more, more of it more yeah. of what I've done. Okay, exactly what I did, but maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Is there some place that you would like to either show your work or some place that you'd like to paint that you have yet to do? Mm, well, it's not important. 
like the the kind of places. It's more to the what kind of surface. Or so I don't mind because not that sometimes you want to go you go to Italy or imagine a city you've never been and it's an amazing city and then you go there for a week yeah. and all you see is a wall. Yeah. And then you finish your world and do the party and you go back. Right, right. So sometimes it's it's not important the place okay. because you're gonna do the same exactly the same thing. Right, right. Sometimes when, when you go to a you know, festival and they show you the walls, like, okay, do you have this, 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 and this? And sometimes that happens. Like, oh, this, this is what I want to do. And so that magic happens and you don't know you don't know when. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really know. I'm just expecting things to happen. I'm more happy like this. Well, that's good, yeah. And then you just create, when you see where you're going to be, you just... Yeah, I prefer to live the, live the present. Yeah. So I'm more with, with my flow right now, and I don't want to expect anything from anywhere or any anybody. So I can focus on my, my now. Yeah, focus on the now. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Be present in the flow. We talked about in the flow, uh, like coming to Madrid and coming to Spain, like we're just going to be in the flow. Whatever happens... We'll just handle it however and try instead of planning out too much of our trip, it was just be in the flow. So you've mentioned yeah. it a couple of times. I like that. Yeah, sometimes like because the past doesn't exist exist and the future doesn't exist. It right. only exists the now. The now, right now. now right now. It's, it's like this. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm always trying to, to put me on that situation. Like, okay, I'm I'm gonna live right now every day. Yeah, that's great. That's a good that's a good attitude to have. Like yeah. So you don't have to be miserable if if your plans doesn't come or right, something. So right. I do what I do right now and that's it. Yeah, that's good. And I that that may speak to what you're talking about with the artist not having a regular nine to five or nine to eight job. No, uh, no that that would be for me. That would be very very bad. Even even going from my, to my studio, I can't I can't go every day. Yeah. Because if I go to every day, like when I'm doing like a big exhibition and I'm there for for months, I sometimes get crazy like what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to do this. Uh, I was free before. <laughs> it becomes a job then. And then there's a job and for, for three months every day, like no more than nine to five because whenever you're doing an exhibition, it's, it's longer than that. Right. It's like right. 16 or maybe 20, many a lot of hours, more than that. Have you found that it comes from, it, it switches from the inspiration of I just love to create and and you may spend a day, 16 hours in the studio creating for yourself versus I have an exhibition that I have to make work for and so now someone's expecting me to make work. Is there a difference there between just kind of creating for yourself versus I have to create for someone's expecting me to create art? Yeah, but the thing, my problem is that I normally start doing things whenever I, I'm expected to do something. So when, if I haven't, you know, she, she told me about this exhibition yeah. um, because I, I'm not having like any projects in like in a few weeks. I was going to go on holidays, right? Okay. Straight away. <laughs> but now... Looks I, like you're working. <laughs> and now I have to just like shit. <laughs> but no, it will happen in, in, in August. Yeah. Not, not, not now. I'm yeah. not gonna do anything no. like this week. No, okay. actually, I'm going tomorrow to the north of Spain. Okay, for holiday. For holidays, yes, for days. But I'm not gonna do anything apart from being on the on the beach. Do you listen to music when you paint, or? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Are there any kind of favorite style of music that you like? Yeah, it's called. It's like an ambient. 
Okay. Space ambient. Space okay. ambient. Okay. That's what I would normally do. Uh, like electronic music? Electronic, yeah, for yeah. sure. But ambient, but space... Not heavy wavy. beats, just... No, no. Atmospheres. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And things from the outer space. Okay. Oh, cool. That, no, that's good. But that's for the night. On the... On the if, if it's daylight, maybe a little bit of hip-hop. 90s. Okay. Hip-hop. 90s hip-hop? Yeah, 90s hip-hop. Not, uh, any favorite... Musician? I used to go for this third coast thing, like the um, Houston, New Orleans, Atlanta, like for the Dirty South. Yeah, Dirty South hip hop or yeah, rap. Dirty, yeah, 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 that was the one I was listening to okay. when I was a young, when I was a youngster. Okay. <laughs> so now is what I is what I listen to at daylight. But whenever it's, it's dark, I have to switch to, to, ambient, to music. The ambient music. Okay. Is there any uh, band or musician that you particularly like that you listen to uh, for the ambient music? That's, uh, there's a German band called Tangerine Dreams. Okay. It's from the 70s. They are amazing. So it's oh, Tangerine Dream. Yeah, Tangerine oh, I know Tangerine Dream. I'm a yeah. big fan of Tangerine Dream. Wow. That that's... is a little bit more like a progressive, yeah. progressive rock. But yes. Some they have, they have a lot of ambient music. Yeah. 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 They've been... Forever, yeah. Like from the seventies to, to Tangerine now. Dream. I can't believe you know Tangerine. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Tangerine. I found Tangerine Dream when I was young too, and I love them. Yeah, I listen to them all the time. Yeah, those that, that vibes like okay. any, anything because I I I use Mixcloud. Mixcloud, okay. So it has no ads. Right. So you don't have to pay anything. Right. And it's a lot of people uploading many Music. many amazing. It's, it's infinite. Yeah. So you go from from one podcast to, uh, to the other and it's infinite it just keeps going yeah yeah especially for the ambient music it is a couple podcasts ago i interviewed these uh two guys in a band called desert dwellers and they're a little bit more down tempo edm kind of music mm. but the, but one of the it's two artists and one of the artists he has another side project called liquid bloom I'll, I'll, I'll share with you. I think it's similar music to Tangerine Dream. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think you'd like them. So I'll, I'll share that with you. As we wrap up the podcast, any final words, anything that you'd like to say, share with the, the audience? Well, leave the moment and, and go on vacation as much as possible because you never know when, when the work's coming. I love that. Live in the moment, but go on vacation as much as possible. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Spock, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate you, uh, you sitting down and chatting with us, and, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of your work in the future. Okay. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. The music for episode 22 is the prog rock 70s ambient space music band Tangerine Dream. And they're still playing today. They're still around, still making music 40 years later. Check them out. You may recognize the song Love on a Real Train from the seminal 1984 Tom Cruise hit Risky Business. Have you seen it? No? Well, then go check it out now that this podcast is over. Thank you for listening to the Crave Magazine podcast. I am Jim Wills, your host and producer for this episode, and I am on a mission to bring art back to the world. And with your help, we can make that happen. So please take a moment to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. And if you like what you heard, even more importantly, tell your friends. If there's something that we can do better, by all means, let us know. And if you are an artist or even just want to hear from a favorite artist, well, send us a message. We are putting this show out for all of us who love and appreciate the arts. So tell us how we can improve. Remember... 
Always be good to one another, and of course, take time to feed your soul with art.